Hello, Laser House. Welcome to this episode 152. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. And we're coming back from another happy week, as I think we can say. Yeah. Things I'm are happy. Good. I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey. All right, guys. Well, I'm glad. Let's, 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 leave it, let's leave it on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys aren't gonna like what I uh, what I have to end with. So, uh, might as well get all the good feelings out of the way now. Um, <laughs> oh no, here's the final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, jeez, uh, why? Things, well, this you know, this past week there was 32 you know puppies that were burned. No, come on. <laughs> Jesus, wow, <laughs> oh, holy crap! <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's uh, pretty dark there. And they all were born in the Galaxy Stadium. Listeners, (laughs) if you need help, if you feel like you're alone, you're not. Reach out to someone who loves you or there's helplines. Go go seek those out, please. Jeez, I might need one after that puppy thing. Exactly why I said it. Um, No, man, things have been freaking busy as hell at work. It's like uh, so right now my uh, my youngest kid is on spring break and uh, he just turned five. So. I took him to work for the first time um, with me. I took him to work with me and he was really good. Like he behaved himself really well. He didn't, you know, cause cause any kind of ruckus. He was he was pretty chill for most of the day. Um, He got to do some drawing. So he was really excited about that. And uh, and it wasn't until the end of the day where he was really starting to feel it, where he was just like he was getting annoyed at me. He was like. Dad, is it nighttime yet? Can we leave? <laughs> Why is the work so long, Dad? <laughs> Which is funny because that's the exact same thought process of everybody else working. <laughs> so, <laughs> why is it nighttime yet? Why am I still here? Yeah, yeah, and of course, and of course, I turned to him and said, "Quiet, I got to write this game recap." Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how like you could do that at your job. Like I, I, I was always fascinated. Uh, like when you and Bobby used to work together. Like, what'd you guys do at work? Oh, we had a FIFA tournament. Like what? <laughs> that was in Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner like, Brothers. Yeah. I never Sin worked at Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, we worked for Sinram, dude. No, 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 no. That wasn't then. That we never did FIFA tournaments back then. I think we did at the end of that. Did I know we really? watched World Cup for like I know oh, yeah, we definitely like watched World yes, Cup. Yes, that we definitely did because remember we, we, we got yelled at for for making too much noise when Trinidad and Tobago almost scored against Sweden. <laughs> oh, you're right. We never did FIFA there. No, you're right. It was yeah, only it was we only at the FIFA. other studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bobby and I have worked together in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, like four, three, four places. Um, I, I believe it's your turn, Bobby, to get me a I job. Know. Like, well, yeah, we, I'm, switch, I'm uh, wait- we switch back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you to lose this one, and then I'll have something at, the, at, <laughs> I don't at wanna, that moment. I don't want to lose this one. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, dude, no, no I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking like five years, six years from now. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let All me right. make my base and, pr- and bring him, and then bring you in. Because <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it's my turn. I do know. I, I, I see it on. The, I see it on the calendar. It, it's always yes, telling me. It's on my calendar. Oh, calendar I'll remind you, seven years overdue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you're good. You're good. I don't take you out yeah, of something yeah, you're, you're right, good you're right, in. Right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing all right. So, <laughs> but I know you're. I, I, I got your tab. I, I got all it. Right, all right. <laughs> but, but 
seriously though, man. Uh, yesterday, like the moment I walked in, I you know here I go with my with my five year old kid, you know, walking down the halls, and you know everybody's saying hello to him. But then people are coming up to me and asking me like, "Hey, I need I need help with this, or like I need this and I need that." So it was kind of like, okay. So I had to do like quick triage, like as soon as I walked into work, and it's been kind of like that, like you know all all week. Um, earlier today, I said to my friend, I was like, "Oh God." Is it only? Is it really only Tuesday? And I never say stuff like that. And I was like, God, it, this work, this week has been now long. I want, now I want you to have a shirt. Is it really only Tuesday? And like I don't normally do stuff like that, uh, you know. And it's just it it feels like a long week. And then uh, later on, I was I was in one of the other um, coworkers' offices, and he I was waiting for him to get off the phone, and then he got off the phone and he goes. Oh my God, this week has been so long and it's only Tuesday. I was like, okay, it's not just me. It's not just me. I felt better about that after, after he said that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like feeling okay because someone else said, you got the case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you give yourself an out like, oh good, someone else said it too. Mm. <laughs> I, do, I do believe I kicked that person's ass. Man, I remember, I mean, that's one of the things that I really was annoyed with when I used to uh, work in an office is like every morning you would like walk by people in, in the hallway and like people would just tell you the day of the week, like Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, it's just the hallway is a walking calendar. That's, that's basically it. Only two more days till Friday. Yeah. <laughs> For real, oh, man, man. That's but, but dude, but that's like that's office life, you know. Even no, even I know, in it, I know. That's why I laugh about it. I know. Even in an animation <laughs> studio, like that still happens. No, it's still, it still it defaults to to office space, like yeah. office life. You know, it defaults to that. Wednesday, it's hump day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shut the hump day to you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like that camel that walks around in the Geico commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, that guy. That's how that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> I love that commercial too. It's so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. Ugh. It's funnier when he finally gets the girl to say it. He's <laughs> just like, "What a dick!" <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's got that guy. Everybody's yeah. got that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lewis no, is that I know. guy in his place, so he doesn't have that guy. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, no. I, I still sort of have that guy, but yeah, it, it's like kind of a, in a different. Uh, He's saying it in a different way. Is it in Spanish? What? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's just like jueves, cabrón, jueves. Like... <laughs> no mames, it's lunes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I meant like the, the like the terminology. Like nobody else would understand it unless you work there. That, that that's what I meant. Like there, there's uh, like it just wouldn't make sense if I said it. You would, like, you, if it you would, like if it's Wednesday and he's like, oh, today's my Friday, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> then although, then, although, then everybody like, would I like not that. like that guy and be like, dick. We're here for like the next three <laughs> Saturday. Like, two days. Like, Man, Saturday feels like Monday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although like I, I have a, uh, I usually get Wednesdays and Saturdays off, so I'll usually be like. I'm coming in on, on Thursday. Fuck, it's Monday. But tomorrow's my Friday. So it's okay. <laughs> so, like, I can be that guy too. Just depends. 
Oh my god, why are we so stupid? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Why do we let Why do we let people listen to in on it? Yeah, you, you're right. Because it's funny. It's funny. Um, <laughs> well, well, let's get to talking about the galaxy because the galaxy huh. did win again at home. They, they've so far they've been perfect at the diggity. Three and oh. Three and oh. It feels nice. It feels it, really nice. It does. It does. It's about time too, because I mean, you had that disaster in 2017 where, like, you had to roll the dice. You know, yeah, it's, it was a crap. It wasn't even a crap shoot. You, you actually have pretty good odds and craps. It what did we like win? A, like three games at home that year? Yeah, it was horrible. It was so bad. And I, and I actually remember, like, there were many games where I could have went to. Either you like you didn't go, or oh, I have a ticket, and then I just didn't end up going because I like there was a part of me that kind of knew that. You know, if you make the drive all the way out there and pay for parking, you're gonna have to come home, and then it's gonna be late. And tomorrow's your Monday, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're just like, uh, maybe not. And then you watched what happened. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't go to that game because it was like, you know, that was just a shit show uh, two seasons ago. But it was and then, fascinating to see it up close. It really was. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it was for me, it was more of a, if I was there to witness it, because I, I think for that season I was there. That was like the, the 60 thrashing Fourth uh, of July. Right. And RSL yeah. was at the, at the time was at the bottom of the standings. So, I believe so, yeah. So like when watching that up close, I mean, that just hurt so much more. I mean, I remember leaving that stadium so pissed off and I remember just sitting there I'm like, why am I watching fireworks right now? Like, why is anybody else watching fireworks right now? I was just so mad. But yeah, yeah. I think you guys, I think you guys left early. That, that no, that was last season. Remember? That was oh, last okay, season. okay. Yeah, that was a DC United game. That's right. Party in the USA came on, and you said, "Ah, oh, screw this, we're out." Hey, party in the USA. But no, I can't believe that, I I know that. That's because of damn galaxy. Because <laughs> of galaxy, I know that shit. Uh, but but I think the optimism has returned to the stadium. Uh, walking around before the game on on Sunday, I went. I I got there a little bit early. I made sure I went around to uh, go see Move in Silence, the uh, the company that does the the pins and the Galaxy gear. Uh, I met that dude and and talked to him for a little bit. Uh, he's a huge Simpsons fan. He's a huge Galaxy fan. So we were talking for a little while, and and he said that uh, he might have to do something uh, Simpson Galaxy related soon. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, you should hook him up with um. I forget, shut your, up and... your your artist friend at work that does all. Yeah, the yeah, Simpsons with stuff. with I draw Homer. I know. I yeah, I, yeah. I told I actually talked to him about that. So yeah, um, he. You should you should charge him a finder's fee, man. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna talk to him about making pins for us. So. We'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I like uh, the quality. The quality is really good. They make really good designs. They do a lot of stuff that like I want, which is kind of like it's hard to find a place rare. that that's makes so many that. things that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I picked up a I picked up one of his uh, L Galaxy shirts, and it has the uh, the twizzle on the back, or the, not the twizzle, the uh, the little you know tornado. Yeah. Logo thing on on the back of the shirt. Super cool. Um, the Earthworm so, Jim. Like yeah, kind of looks like Earthworm Jim too. Yeah. Uh, so, so I ran into that guy. I ran into, of course, our friends over at uh, 
at the Riot Squad cast. I ran into, I went over to ACB, uh, which I which I really do. I went over to go say hi to uh, to Rudy from Straight from the Stands. Angel was busy, um, you know, kind of being, uh, you know, Mr. Coordinator uh, with the uh, donation that was happening. Um, apparently, uh, a lot of the supporters brought together a, a lot of used equipment for uh, for charity that that's sending stuff to uh, uh, an academy down in El Salvador. The Portland Timbers supporters actually brought uh, equipment as well or or donated money to uh, to the cause. So thank you to them nice. for for doing stuff like that. Um, yeah, just uh, we ran into uh, a couple of the guys from the uh, IE Galactico, um, the new uh, Inland Empire supporters. Thing that that uh, that they're putting together, um, I believe they're hosting a viewing party in uh, at the same uh, Kings Brewery, uh, Lewis. Yes. Yeah. So Kings they'll Brewery. Be doing, yep. They'll be doing Rancho, in Rancho. Um, surprisingly, Bobby, uh, a little bit of a, a, a close to home hmm. uh, supporter party for for us is three ninety nine Pizza in West Covina oh, wow. is hosting. A galaxy viewing party on Friday night. So I am going to do my best to get uh, out of work and down owners? to 399 Pizza. Uh, it, it is for the one that we used to go to on Asusa and Amar. Okay, I so don't know Asusa's if that. it's okay. yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, there's a couple of of them in West Covina. So I'm not sure exactly which one it is. But if you guys go check out uh, either uh, RideSquad.org or uh, Angel City Brigade's website, they'll have all the information up there. I'm sure they're going to tweet it. It's going to be on Instagram. So be on the lookout for that for that stuff at a viewing party. Uh, if you see one of us, either if you're going to the uh, Kings Brewery or if you're going to the 399 Pizza, uh, please come up, say hello. I'll, you know, uh, I'm assuming Louis, you'll have stickers. I'll have stickers. Um, more than happy to uh, to uh, say hello and and uh, you know let us let, let us uh, know you listen. Um, play balls and beers, guys. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, overall, I think the mood was was a good one, and more important, the return of that's right, Hot Dog Girl returned to the <laughs> Galaxy Stadium this this week. Um, she had been gone missing, and and the supporters were calling for her, saying, "Hey, whatever happened to that girl that used to come dressed as a hot dog?" Well, she came back, and she was hanging out with the Riot Squad uh, during this game, so it was it was a good time. Nice. Yeah, good time. So uh, let's talk about the game. Yes? Sure. All right. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galaxy get a 2-1 win, two penalties from Mr. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who, after a lot of non-information from the Galaxy, uh, nobody really knew where Zlatan was in this whole time that, that he was um, – I don't want to say he was MIA because I'm sure they knew where he was – but to a lot of the fans, nobody knew the status of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, how healthy he was going to be, how much time he was going to get. He went 90 minutes. Yep. And uh, and he, and he, he uh, scored a brace of penalties that he earned himself. Probably yeah. should have had a hat trick. Uh, don't even. We're not even there yet. Don't, <laughs> don't make me start. So, so what, do you guys, what do you guys think about Zlatan going 90 minutes in, uh, after sort of being dormant for about a month? Um, I thought he looked fine. I think he looked just as he has looked to his to, you know, like the the, the best he's looked um, even before. Like, what am I trying to say? Some of the best games that he's had, he looks like that as well. 
You know, he's playing. He he yeah. he looked he looked like he was fine on the pitch. He looked good ninety minutes. He um he did as much movement as we can expect Zlatan Ibrahimovic Ibrahimovic to do. Um, sure, trekking back and getting into the midfield and you know playing you know playing a little bit in that that fashion. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean he causes trouble. He's 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 big. He puts your body there, and he draws a lot of fouls. And he he took that he took advantage of that this this past game. Man, did he draw a lot of fouls? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you know he had to, he had quite a few few opportunities as well that had nothing to do with penalty kicks as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it looked he, he had chances. It looked good. Uh, he looked good. But um, it's again like I well. Like I mentioned in another show, but I'll say it here, uh, it it wasn't it was not going to be the same team that we expect that we saw the the week prior. It wasn't going to yeah. be the super fast on the ball one, you know, like constant control, uh, uh, super super aggressive uh, uh, of uh, um, uh, like aggressive. inner midfield play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- that's the one thing that kind of that that made me hesitate this past game. Um, it kind of looked like we kind of backtracked. We took like two steps back a little bit by just playing slow again um well, I, I think a lot of that had to do with the, the way the timbers played against the galaxy um it was very different from the way that minnesota played against them uh the timbers wanted to disrupt uh you gotta get a guy like diego chara on on that team he is the best in one of the best in the league at just creating trouble for for uh, teams trying to build any kind of um you know, combination play and stuff like that. He he made it through the whole night without getting a yellow card. Um, that was kind of a shock to me because I, I went back and I rewatched the game and I'm like, I don't know how this guy missed out on getting booked. Oh, yeah. Because he was talked to no, quite a few totally. times. Lewis, why didn't Diego Shara get a yellow card? The hell if I know. I was asking the same the same question. It seemed like everyone else was getting a yellow card. I don't know why he kept getting that free pass because, I, I mean, I don't – He's a, he is an aggressive player and, uh, you know, when, when – I know there's a difference between aggressive and dirty, but a lot of fans are going to see aggressive as dirty if it's not one of your own players. So he has that, uh, that, uh, that stigma of being a dirty player, but he's just really, really aggressive, very physical, and that's exactly what you need from that enforcer-type defensive midfield. It's what we crave, what we like – you know, Nigel De Jong was that guy. Um, and again, he was considered a dirty player. Um, but I just found it kind of odd that a guy with that reputation got that many quote-unquote warnings and never got a card when someone else got something for something significantly less. So it, it was just weird inconsistencies with uh, the ref. But I shouldn't be surprised at that. No. No. So, but... It is what it is. As far as the game is concerned, Zlatan looked fine. Um, I, I think it was kind of unnecessary to keep him there for 90 minutes. I'm not really sure why you're keeping him there for 90 minutes. He probably should have been subbed off at the very minimum, maybe in the 85th. Try to, you know, um, you know, protect that lead. But uh, overall, uh, what Bobby said, I mean, it's there's no way that you can play that type of... Uh, game that you played against minnesota we I talked like, about it that that I was feel, i feel like our midfield could play um a little closer to that i mean there's no way we we were gonna expect latin going around and chasing every every ball out up there um no way uh but i think we can do that we could we can 
definitely get better in the midfield, being quicker and on the ball. And I mean, look at the even the the style. Like, let's just hit the style points. the 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 game the week prior was just everybody was on point. Everybody was feeling it. Like everybody was like on some groove. Like they just heard like they were listening to the same like music track. And I mean, <laughs> we were talking about uh, 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 Felcher. You know, like like he yeah. was he was the, a shadow of the guy that he was the week prior. Um, yeah. Uh, so like those kinds of things, I feel like it's it has nothing to do with the with Zlatan being back and like everything has to change to 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 a slower pace, methodical you know type thing. Like we can go, we can move quicker. We can we can have that on the ball. I just I that's the thing that I'm kind of frustrated with. Like that's that's the team we should be seeing more um, yeah. in the midfield. And and uh, and a lot more control and just outpacing people and 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 having a ball too like they did the the week prior they were having a freaking ball. Well, here's here's the thing that you have to remember is that I, I and we even we had talked about this we we were saying how if Zlatan or when Zlatan comes back is this a better or worse team. With, with or without him, because we we're saying if you can't play that particular style the way we saw against Minnesota, then aren't you taking a step back? And I don't, I don't think I don't think it's it's a matter of better or worse whether or not you play that style though. I just think they well, need to grow. I, well, I just think because they don't know how to do it with Zlatan, they need to grow into it. That's the one yeah, I'm what trying I, to say. And, and you have to remember too that you know Zlatan's coming in. He hasn't played. They haven't. He hasn't played with them for a month. As well as uh, Alessandrini. Alessandrini's so coming in. He too. hasn't played until, what, the first half of the first game of the season? That's when he went out with the injury in, in the – that was, like, within, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. 40 minutes? So, so, so it's, it's virtually the same guys. amount of time, yeah. In 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 the, the game against Minnesota, you had guys up front with Antuna and Boateng. And did Pontius get the start last, last week? Yeah, uh, yeah. Last week, yes. Yeah, and, and those guys were just, just gonna chase. They were just gonna chase and chase and chase and chase, and that's why I feel like the the the, the style against Minnesota looked so frenetic and so fast paced and exciting. This game seemed a little bit more like uh, more players were kind of slowing down, and you could see the sort of lack of chemistry between. Uh, Felcher and Alessandrini and Shelvik and Antuna. What I feel, well, what I'm talking about as far as the style of play is what was your style in this game? It's get the ball to Zlatan. That was the style. Everyone's looking for Zlatan. Okay, Zlatan, do something. Create something. I mean, but he did. But he did. I mean, he, he did. He, he yeah, was, yeah. But he was. But he was. But, but if you if is, you mix in the style that we had prior, where we can have midfielders go on to an attack and you know pull you know have Zlatan kind of draw back a little bit, we can we can start creating a lot more dynamic attacks to where like we, where where Zlatan will be pulling people in, and we have other players that can score. So we need yeah. to be able to, yeah. we need to be able to mix that all in together. But this last game we didn't. It just was a back to a revert of wing crosses, wing crosses. Into Zlatan, like that was it was just but, a, yeah. a, re, a to, revert to back to that. To be fair, this is where you give Portland credit because they focused on defense. Their their first three games, they allowed at least three goals at each of those first three games, which is an MLS record. I gotta figure that with a week off, your focus going into LA, a team that is very capable of scoring 
three goals on you with one of the best players in MLS, along with arguably one of the best midfielders in uh, midfielders, best midfields in the league right now in Corona, Dos Santos, and Leggett. Not to mention that you have Alessandrini, you know, streaking on on one side, and you have Felcher and Shelvick streaking uh, right behind them. Oh, and Tuna on the other side. So this is a very scary and potent attack. Portland, pretty much, they didn't bunker down, but you can tell they were very compact and they were not going to let anything go through the middle. So everything had to be crosses. And unfortunately, those crosses weren't hitting their targets uh, this week. And that, and because Latham was in there, that was pretty much the only target that people were looking for. And that's the one-dimensional attack that I was kind of afraid of, is that if you take Zlatan out, everyone says, okay, someone has to step up. And we saw in Minnesota that literally everybody stepped up. This time around, it kind of seemed like, yeah, well, let's Zlatan do all the work. Because yeah. I didn't see, I like, mean, we just need to get the ball over got, there more. Because once just, you got to the, do. yeah, once you got to the, I mean, your, your midfield was fine. I think our midfield did fine. Uh, Dos Santos, as always, had a good game. Corona, I thought, personally, is my man of the match for all. I was, was going to wait. Doing. I was going to wait till we got there, but yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll go back to it. Uh, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? Once we got to the final third, there was nothing. There were two shots on goal from the galaxy, and there were Zlatan's penalty kicks. That is not a good stat. Mm, yeah. To, to be fair, to be fair, you have the 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 shot that went off the post from Zlatan's like back but that backward. Was it. Uh, and then, and then you had one. the. Yeah, and then the one that uh, Shelvick crossed in at the end, um, which was, you know, Zlatan ended up hitting wide because it was a little bit too tall for him. Uh, there was another. Are you sure about two two shots on goal? Because there yes. was another. There was another header that Zlatan shot straight at Antonella. No, he missed it. Oh no, it was uh, it was called offside. So that play never ever happened. Oh, oh that's it was right. offside. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, yeah, the, there was like uh, there was a couple offside ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but the I was gonna say like Zlatan, Zlatan nearly had a hat trick, so it's it's wild to be sitting here and saying that. I mean, yes, it's one thing to say the Galaxy were playing one dimensional, but I would say that mm. who's the other threat? Who, who's the other threat? We've seen Antuna. I has he even hit a shot on goal? Because he's yeah. been trying. Not this. Um, I mean, not le- this past game. Yeah. But le- yes, Legit Legit isn't really that good of a finisher. He did get a goal in the last game, but you know, for the most part, his shots are off target. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos, that's not his job. Uh, Joe Corona, I don't think that he's really much of a a potent goal goal scorer. I mean, I think I would say that the the only other player that had a dangerous chance was Daniel Stares. I think for okay, so so personally, as I'm watching this game and I'm watching it unfold, and and you saw it against Minnesota, and and, I, and obviously the Minnesota game is going to be the performance barometer from here on out until the next great not. performance. Um, but that's what it's going to be. I mean, look, look at the way we're talking about really it right the, now. We, we, it really we keep, is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we keep reverting back to that game and like, dude, this was the perf- quote unquote perfect game. It wasn't because we allowed two goals, but. It seemed that that was the best game that we've seen in a long time, and you're hoping to replicate that. And when I'm watching the game, it's like this attack is scary. Now, it may not be Legette's job or Jonathan's or uh, Corona's job to score, 
But when you have those three guys along with Alessandrini and Antuna and Zlatan coming right at you, mm-hmm. those are six different players that can hurt you. Those are six. That's a tidal wave. If, if it's done correctly, yes. that's a tidal wave coming yes, right at that, you, and you don't know what yeah. to do. That that I, is, I, I think that technically gifted players right there that can hurt you. You got, but you gotta take a shot. That was my point. Once you got to the final third. It just really stagnated. That was yeah. not the case against Minnesota. Against Minnesota, we were fluid, or at least we looked a lot more fluid in the final third. We created more dangerous chances. We had more shots. We yeah. could have had more goals in just three. Yeah. So it, it looked a lot different. And again, you got to credit Portland because it seemed that they focused on, on defense in this game. And if it wasn't for two fouls that were committed in the box, and they were fouls, there's nothing controversial about them. They were legitimate fouls in the box. If it wasn't for those two... Portland actually succeeded. They did not allow a goal in the run of play against this potentially high-powered offense. So if you want to call that a moral victory or progress for Portland, that's one thing. But for me, I just kind of feel like, okay, you with the talent that you have, with those six guys running at you along with Felcher and Shelvick coming in, I think you have to be a lot better in breaking down that type of defense. But that's just my opinion. At the end of the day, I still feel the Galaxy was a, was was the better team on the night. I feel that the victory was deserved, um, and I'm sure that the uh, the lack of shots and the uh, you know the lack of rhythm in the final third is going to be addressed. So I, I don't so. really think I don't think it's something that we should be bent out of shape for. No, but I'm not. Been, I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, this is what the show is about. We criticize game to game. Uh, so, I mean, I that's that's my criticism of this one. You know, I mean, I I, I fully expect um, my expectations to slowly grow. Like, I mean, for it to actually happen in reality, like I expect the galaxy to start playing that aggressive style, even with Zlatan there, and not just going to that, you know, that 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 one dimensional attack um, because. I just feel like Skeleto understands he it just can't be that way, you know. Yeah, um, and, and, oh, yeah. and the yeah. fact that you and you're talking about expectations, and I was and I was talking to a coworker today about this is that uh, at the beginning of the of the season when we had Christian Miles on, uh, we had mentioned, hey, you know, last time you were on the show, we all said 2019 was MLS Cup or bust. Nobody feels that way anymore. I think you're hoping for a run. But nobody says it's MLS Cup or bust because this may very well be Zlatan's last year. And he had an explanation as to why that is. I had a, I personally have a different explanation, and it's DTK and Skeloto. Yeah. That is my explanation. This is no longer Chris Klein's team. DTK and Skeloto deserve our patience, and I think everyone kind of understands that. So our expectations aren't we need to win MLS Cup. However... It's funny that we're talking about the performance on the field because our expectations may not have reached its peak in that we need a championship this year, but we are criticizing the team on its performance. Can you imagine last season if we won this game? We would have been over the moon. We would have been over the moon. Exactly. We would have been. I got to disagree. I always talk about their performance in every single game. I I always criticize hardcore. So. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby, can can I just can I just mm-hmm. this real quick side note? Um, my favorite part of the show is when, yeah, we, have to, when we have to explain <laughs> what the show is about. That, that I just want to say that. 
just, just wanted to say that. So if you just don't know what the show's about. But you're right, Bobby. Bobby does usually. I know for me, I. I'm the most level-headed, I think. Yes, yes. I get blinded. I get caught up in in, in the hype. I'm, I'm I, I, I sort of, you know, get rolled into that. Um, Lewis, the same. Lewis is the same. Yeah, um, on on Lewis, both like, sides Lewis though, swings. on the negative yeah. and Lewis the, the positive. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, big, yeah. Um, he's like a, a big pendulum. Uh, yeah. Bobby, you know, Bobby's Bobby's the the what is that thing? The metronome. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bobby's a metro yeah. podcast. He he usually says, "Look, here's 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 this this and this. Here's what I'm seeing. Show me with my eyes." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know that's and that's what we're doing, and that's what I that's believe what is doing. happening right now. I mean, we're watching all the chess. We're watching all the pieces being placed in 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 their proper places. You know, we're 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 seeing the the staff making the and uh, what and I think minor, is smart decisions. There's minor adjustments that's going to happen. That's going to happen. You know, you're yeah. right. There's minor adjustments that are, that are happening, and we're seeing it week to and, week, week right. to week, and, and and it's positive. I think it's positive. Yes, it's not like a, it's we're not we're not winning every game and everything's not a shutout. But I mean, come on, like let's be realistic here. That's not going to happen. Um, we're I mean the, the fact what, that we haven't lost at home yet. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. Huge. We're undefeated at home, yeah. which is a big thing. And, you know, we lost against Dallas and it was on the road and it, it was against a, a Galaxy team that was riddled with injuries. You had Corona coming in who was who was brought into camp like three days prior. Legit <laughs> barely had started training with the team yeah. that week. Yeah, it was, so pretty, it was a, a pretty very, busted team at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love, honestly, I would love a repeat of that game with this current team. Maybe the result is the same. Maybe it is a loss. But I can guarantee that the performance is going to be significantly different now than it was um, back in week number two. I can I can all but guarantee that. And yeah. I honestly feel that this game... you got to win ugly sometimes. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. And I think we've said this many times on the podcast throughout the seasons that... You need that signature ugly, eke it out victory because, it, I mean, it, it really shows what your team is made of. If, if, if shit hits the fan and you crumble, that says a lot about your team. If your team is only good when things are on the up and up, your team isn't really that good. So they have to go through this adversity. And look, Portland made life difficult for the Galaxy, but they found a way. So in that, in that sense, the Galaxy are moving forward because... It certainly wasn't the case in 2017, and you saw it sporadically in 2018 before they had another meltdown after their their pick me up. So in, in that sense, you are moving forward, and you're currently at three and one. You got nine out of twelve points so far to start the season. I say that's a pretty good start. Granted, it's still March, and it's not something that you should be like, "Oh my God, we're gonna win MLS Cup," but we're moving forward. It's as Bobby said, th- there are good things happening and we're moving in the right direction. We're seeing it grow. We're seeing it. We're seeing it moving in the right direction. We're seeing pieces being placed. We're seeing things working. Um, but like this last game, at least for me, through my eyes, as uh, this is the beginning of starting to get this actual complete team now starting to mesh that style that we saw with Zlatan and Alessandrini with this team that we saw this past week as well. There needs to be a little growth in there. And that's that's my impatience. Um, but I know 
we're going to be moving moving into that in the next few games. But you got to remember that the team that was put on the field this past Sunday was literally the first time that that team, yeah, that particular team, took the field. That's so, that's 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 the the case I'm making. You know, I, I I'm I'm still kind of frustrated, but I know that it's going to grow into what I'm expecting. The level of play will be. I think the Joe Corona pickup was fantastic. Monument, uh, monumental, monumental, and yeah, and, yeah, and, and I was that's the next thing that I was going to get to was the galactic triangle that is Joe Corona, Sebastian Legit, and Jonathan Dos Santos, and for me. They're kind of on this like crazy like rotating, yeah, uh, table. Like it, yeah. you know, you can they kind of switch places and it doesn't matter because they're all kind of a, the you know they're the all point pretty, of, all, a, of a thing. Yep, yeah, they're all strong. They're, it's like a triangle. Yeah, it's like a triangle, but it goes like it it, it circulates throughout the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a rotating triangle. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. Let, let's go ahead and give credit where credit is due, because sure you might have the quality of players to pull that off. But you need a coach to tell you, this is your job. This is what you're supposed to do. If this guy is here or goes up, this is now your this job your, your and spot. vice yeah. versa. Mm-hmm. And, and from what we understand, from what we've been hearing from these interviews and from players and from just everything that we've heard behind the scenes, it seems that that is exactly what Scalotto is doing. He's giving these players specific jobs. And you can tell that they are executing it or they're at least – you can see that, that that game plan. You can see that they're on the same page or they're trying to move in that same direction to be on that same page. A lot of different uh, – that's a huge contrast from what we've seen the last two seasons. So, again, you have to credit Skeloto and the coaching staff for being able to, you know, handle these the, uh, that talent. You can't just put these – okay, get three guys that are good – yeah, go ahead and go play. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, no. The instruction no, that is being given to them is very it's, specific. You yeah, can tell. It's, it's also the environment that they're 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 creating for these guys to play in. I mean, it. Yeah, Legit and Jonah already have played in the in in the team before a prior year, but putting Corona in and then having that like that 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 how do I say? It? They just all mesh. You know what I mean? Like they, they, it, they're all on the same wavelength, and it's it has to be the environment that that they put them into to to get to that point. And it's but it's, that's it's, also it's really good. But we've talked about this when it comes to the national team. That is the coach's job to do. It is the coach's job to make sure that the players are properly motivated. It is up to the coach's job. I mean, it's up to the coach to get them believing in your system and, and getting into believing in what he's trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. Because once the players believe in it everything's going to click if 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 they don't buy into it then it, i mean the, the the coach has to find a way to convince them like look just this is the right way and you know right now Skeloto is doing that well, look I, at what's I, going on look at what's going on with atlanta right now atlanta has the, the quality of players to be at the top of the eastern conference right now everyone thought they would be and they got this big name coach that, like, okay, they they just replaced a good coach with another good coach. Yeah. They replaced one of their best players with another really good player, uh, the the player uh, of the year in the continent, brought him in, and they're struggling mightily. Why? One of the reasons they're saying is, well, Frank DeBoer is not giving them the instruction that they need. They're completely lost. They're not on the same page. So. That makes a huge difference. Right now, it seems that the Galaxy are on board with what. Skeleto and 
what Teclos is doing. I think uh, I think for Scalotto, his job is a little easier than previous coaches' uh, jobs have been, simply because you've got Javier Valdecantos right there next to uh, Guillermo Barros Scalotto. So as soon as a player doesn't follow the instructions, I'm sure Guillermo's you know, go-to thing is, well, I'm just going to turn you over to Javier then. And you know you don't cross the butcher. Yep. No, so I mean, I, I, I'm, no, I'm I mean, sure that's a just, I'm sure that's some some sort of motivation. Yeah. You know, uh, you can do what I say, or you can go train with Javier. What do you want to do? I'm I'm listening, Coach. <laughs> no, um, <yeah. laughs> but but we did have a breakdown. Um, Portland was able to score actually a really nice goal um, on on us, and and uh, for me, another massive defensive breakdown. Um, I don't want to blame one player, but but I'm going to blame this one player. I'm gonna blame, but I'm gonna, <laughs> but I'm gonna put a little bit on on Diego Polenta. He gets beat badly, and mm-hmm. you know, as a center back, that happens. <sighs> that happens sometimes. But the the other players did not track their runners, and for for the Galaxy to give up a ball to Diego Chara, who had time to look up, take a few steps forward, and play a through ball to somebody is ridiculous. Nobody should be giving Diego Chara that much space. Um, so, I, you know, I think I think it was kind of a, a full defense breakdown. Again, Diego Palente gets beat. Um, Rolf Felcher doesn't follow his man. Jorgen Shelvick's out of position on that play. Um, Dan Steris, I think he just gets caught in no man's land and he doesn't know which way to go. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's something that they really do have to clean up. Uh, if I'm going to blame one player for that play, it wouldn't be Polenta. It would be Shelvick, who did not track back on that play. And Polenta had to go and cover uh, for Shelvick. Uh, in which case, he was already a little bit behind because that wasn't really his assignment per se. So he had to go out and cover, and yeah, he got beat, but wasn't his man to begin with. You can also blame the poor giveaway in the midfield. I think it was Jonathan who gave it away, or maybe he was dispossessed. But I know it, it ran through Jonathan, and then uh, at that, that was point, way early, that was way earlier though. But that's but that's what started the play. Well, I blame the whistle at the half. <laughs> that's actually what started the play. So, uh, I mean, if you want to go back that far, that's where you can begin to point the fingers. I'm not going to go ahead and blame Jonathan for the, for the, for the goal, but you can go back as far as that's, you gave the ball away in that position. And at that moment, Shovik should be going back. He didn't. And then Polenta had a cover. And so he was already behind and then he got beat. But again, he's playing from behind and then Steris and Felcher did not cover uh, the man coming on in the middle. I forgot who who was that scored the goal. And so, um, yeah. So uh, again, it is a uh, a defensive line issue. I think that was uh, pretty much one of the rare uh, mistakes in the night, um, and uh, and it cost them. But all in all, I think 
the defense has improved, and I think they played fairly well. Once again, I think that uh, with the exception of maybe the final play that the defense had to make, in which uh, Steris and Polenta did not communicate with each other and collided with each other, uh, they gave a free shot to Blanco in the closing uh, and, uh, closing and, minute of the game, and Shelvick gets back. Oh, man. And Shelvick uh, Shelvick made up for his uh, his mistake by yeah. uh, by saving that goal. Okay, so, so let, let me ask you guys: that collision, whose fault is that? It's both of their faults. <laughs> it's it's both of their faults. One or the other had to have signaled. And if I am, and and here's the thing: I, I'm not sure if there was communication and they just said no no i got it no i got it you know are you watching it, uh, kind of uh kind yes. of uh <laughs> in a um uh like two outfielders who are both calling for the ball but neither one of them are is you know giving up uh, on the play uh mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it was uh, a case of that but i gotta figure in that case i'm going to say that Palenta probably had the um Right away, I'm, I'm assuming I, I I don't know what if that's the correct term. So if you want me to say blame one or the other, I would probably blame Steris, but I'm not going to do that. It, it's it's on both of them. It really is on both of them. I'm sure you have something in mind, David. Go ahead. I I it looks to me like Steris has it covered, and Polenta. I think they both. They both have it covered. I think I think Steris has it covered. I think Polenta, if he just backs off a little bit. Um, he would still have room to catch up the catch the attacker should Steris have missed it because he had the the the, the angle covered. Um, but I think Polenta <clears throat> probably should have recognized Steris would have had that and cleared it out. And and I think it was just an overcommittal on Polenta's part. You know, I, it, I ended, think... it ended up being nothing. So you know that, that it is what it is. But yeah, I I, I kind of feel like uh, that's yeah. I guess that's on both of them. It, I I can't fully blame one or the other, but I I look I question Bolenta sort of wanting to to do everything to you know to to do too much on that play. I think either one of them had it. I mean, I don't think there's anyone. I don't think there's anyone around them until. Yeah, you know, they collide and the ball is just kind of free. And then I think who was it, Blanco, who picks it up? I forgot who it was who picked it up. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think either one of them had position. Either one of them could have easily had more than enough time to clear it. Uh, I just think I'm not sure. Maybe it was a lack of communication there. Uh, but uh, either way, they 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 got lucky to get away with it. But they, they gotta they gotta clean that up. So. By the way, I've gone back a full minute before the goal. And there is no possession loss. It was it started with a, a Portland throw in. So if you're gonna blame, oh really? Yes. <laughs> okay. They just kept possession so on, the, that, my, on that ball. Because I know Jonathan had given up uh, a couple balls that were dangerous. That let that. Uh, uh, I know Jonathan gave up one uh, deep in the area, and uh, I think it ended up with a uh, with the Bingham safe for sure. But there were a couple times where I said hmm, Jonathan's given the ball up in some questionable areas. Uh, in that game, and pretty much the only criticism that I have of him in that game, so I thought maybe that was one of them. So okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Who was who was your man of the match? 
Lewis? Oh, okay. I, I already had said mine. I, I think it was. Uh, I thought you were asking Bobby. Uh, it's, it's, it's Joe. My Joe name's Corona. not Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Corona for you. I, I I was really impressed with Joe Corona. You, you know, you know what I think about Jonathan. I think Dos Santos got Lars man of the match. If I'm not he mistaken, did. he did. Okay. Here, here's where um, here's where I stand with Jonathan. It's like watching, like Kobe go off for like 35 points and that's like yeah that's that's another day in the office for kobe that's something spectacular one of the other guys that's a spectacular night kobe would have to have a really bad game for him to have the headline or have like a 60 point game for him to say wow that guy went way above and beyond what he's expected to do yeah i think i'm like that with jonathan right now i think Mm -hmm. this is what i expect from him because that's the type of player that he is and the quality that he brings to this team to where it's just like yep i know he's doing everything like uh well and i know he's supposed uh, he's the the uh the connection between that offense and defense and if he was off this team you would see a completely different team but that's what i come to expect man i I think that's where i'm at with jonathan right now I, i just love watching him play like seriously like every time he intercepts a ball or or cuts out a pass i'm like oh my god it's ridiculous what level he's playing on. Bobby, who was your man of the match? Um, my man of the match is nobody. I, I don't have one this game. Um, I thought everybody played well. I thought every play, everybody played t- um, as expected um, individually, but no one really stood out for me in this game uh, for me to really call anybody out, to be honest. Um, I thought everybody did just, just fine, just a fine job. But again, no man of the match for me. Who is your uh, worst player, Bobby? The worst just player? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, just out of curiosity. See, that's hard because the only thing I can go off of is mistakes that costs us, right? That's really all I can go off of because everybody kind of did their job and no one really played horrible. Um, I don't think anybody did. Um, so, I don't know. You know what? In tradition of no men of the match... No worst of the match. <laughs> in, in tradition, it literally happened like a minute ago. Yeah, I'm starting the tradition. <laughs> He's starting it, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Bring out the uh, no man of the match and no <laughs> worst of the match turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lewis, if I may, am I able to pick Dennis DeClosa as my man of the match? <laughs> coach of the uh, match. Like I sit there watching the game, I mean, and I'm coach like, of the match, man, the closer has been fantastic for us. He has been such a revelation. Like getting that guy has transformed what this Galaxy team is. And whether your man of the match is Joe Corona, that's then it's the closest guy. If your man of the match is Jonathan Dos Santos. Dennis DeClosa took his huge weight off of his shoulders by getting rid of his brother. If your man of the match is Zlatan, Dennis DeClosa yeah. is making things work for him. If your man of the match is the way the Galaxy plays, Dennis DeClosa brought in Guillermo Barascoloto. Like, seriously, Dennis DeClosa has to be my man of the match. 
That's so funny. I, 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 for the record, no, you can't. Do that. <laughs> but, oh, dang it! I made a good. I, made a good <laughs> I know. Taste. After your whole <laughs> thing, oh, I know, your whole I know. thing. I'm, like, Boy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> let him just go off and get all happy, and I'm just gonna shoot him down. So right now, now, now I gotta, now I gotta, now I gotta. And now you gotta pick a legitimate man of the match. <laughs> and, and now I gotta go back to the podcast and just throw a tone over that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for uh, me, it was Jonathan. For me, it was Jonathan because, like I said, I watched that guy play, and I'm just amazed at what a different level level he's at. Yeah, he's you know even if he's Kobe playing for the Lakers and he and he only scores 34 points, it's still that's still an amazing thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it is to see to see a guy a guy go in make it look routine. It's still amazing to see. So for me, it was Jonathan. Um. He was he was he was excellent, and and part of the, and you know and, and to be fair, part of the other reason I I really like watching Jonathan play is because he reminds me of the way that I play FIFA. Um, when when I play against a uh, an opponent that I match up well with, but much like much like the galaxy got broken down, any kind of combination play, I'm done. Any kind of give and go in FIFA, I'm yeah. done. I, you, you're getting around me. <laughs> <laughs> you get around my defense. I'm sorry. Uh, that's it. But but like I said, I really like watching Jonathan play. He's 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 been excellent for us so far this year. Um, the one guy that nobody has mentioned has been Alessandrini. Mm-hmm. Within the first, I would say, 20 minutes of the game. I looked at the way the galaxy is playing and I thought to myself, mm, Alessandrini might be the odd man out here because we mentioned uh, Bobby touched on this earlier. Rolf Felcher looked like a shadow of himself in this game. Uh, that right side of the, of the field. Anytime they got up there, Alessandrini slowed everything down. So having that quick running gun, I don't think it worked with, the Alessandrini that we got. Um, one of our Twitter followers, uh, Charlie, <clears throat> let's see if I get his name right, Charlie Arvalo, posed a question to us. He asked whether or not we thought that Alessandrini was DP quality. Um, what do you guys think? Um, well, I do think he's DP quality, but right now he's not showing that, and he hasn't had the opportunity to show that. I think in the in week, what are we seven now? What is it? Yeah, week, um, we're week five. Week five. We just no, did, we're going. I totally yeah, skipped we two weeks. We just finished week five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm still. I'm. I. I just feel like you know that he. There. There. We haven't figured it out yet uh, with him. Um, I think we still will, but I mean, yeah, he was definitely the odd man out, Dave. This get this last game for sure. So, so here's the thing for me. I, I this is this is the the Glossa effect that last season or even before the Geo buyout, Alison Drini was considered untouchable. Maybe because it, in in the scheme of things, where if you're looking to get rid of Geo or Alison Drini, it was going to be Geo every single time. But once Gio was gone, it seemed that Alessandrini was like dispensable now. 
And I think that that has picked up some steam. And uh, getting hurt in the first 20 minutes didn't help his cause. Coming back from the injury and looking like the odd man out. Looking like a guy alone on an island. And we talked about this. Here's a guy who's going to may very well disrupt the flow of the team because he tries to do too much because he shoots when instead of pass, uh, uh, he tries to dribble around, you know, three defenders instead of hitting the open band who's streaking or, you know, whatever, because he wants to put this team on his shoulders. This is the close effect that we're expecting significantly different things now from our players. And that's a good thing. I'm not going to sit there and criticize that we shouldn't be doing that, it, that this is what should be happening. But the fact that we are now willing to part with Alison Drini, who was a, who is a fan favorite, who is cons- was once considered untouchable, um, is both sad, but also progress. And for the record, I mean, I, I kind of feel that he is... But maybe in this particular system, in this particular era, he may not be the correct fit anymore. I'm not really sure if that actually answers the question. I'm just saying that I think if you put him on another team, he's DP quality. If you're putting him in the current system that we are running right now, he may be the on man out. But I'm not I ready think it's still too to soon cast to him say. Out. Yeah, the thing is, I'm not ready to cast him out simply because, again, he's played 20 minutes of the entire season. And he was put into the starting lineup um, and expected to <laughs> just hit the ground running. And I think that's a little unfair. And I think a guy like Allison Green deserves a little bit more patience than that. Um if down the road, say, come maybe May or June, and it's still like that, we might have a problem. But I think for this being kind of his first game um, with the team, and I said, like I said, the, the the team that was put on Sunday, this was the first time that all those players were playing together, ever. Because Joe Corona wasn't there for Chicago. Right. Um, so... Uh, this literally was the first time that that team played together. So I think we have to be a little bit more patient. I think Ramon uh, deserves it. But he does seem like he would be the, man, the odd man out based on the type of player, the type of person that he is. And maybe it's not the fit um, right now. So there you go. So, yeah. I think um, I think for a guy like Alessandrini, well, first of all, um, how, how do you measure DP quality? Because we've had DPs that are not quality, like Steven Gerrard, like Giovanni Dos Santos. Um, other MLS teams have had DPs that are not quality, and they've had we've had players that are not DPs that have far outshone their dp teammates so i don't think you can really measure you know what what is a dp supposed to be um it's simply a a a, you know roster designation um with that said you have to know what that means also when you have to assume that that means 
somebody who is worth uh, paying above the the max salary. Um, I think Alessandrini has a part to play in in the Galaxy's um, season. I don't think that he is. I think it's too early to throw him out. Um, if you remember last year, there was in the beginning of the season he was having he was throwing fits. He was, you know, sort of being a bit of a diva, and he kind of figured out his his place uh, mid season or, or toward the end of the season and and started performing. Um, he ended up scoring what twelve goals for us throughout yeah. the year. Mm, um, no, because Kamara had eleven. He was second on team, so it had to be less. Kamara than had that. fourteen. Was it fourteen? Yeah. Kamara okay, had maybe uh, then maybe it was eleven. Maybe it was like eleven or twelve. I okay. I just remember that one penalty that Zlatan gave him. Um, yes, yes. That that was his tenth uh, goal that okay. you know activated his bonus or whatever. But I think he got another goal after that. I think that it's going to take some time for him to kind of figure out the you know where his place is in the system. You have to remember his best year has been in the year that he pretty much had to do everything himself. And I think that ever since then he struggled with oh. I'm just a role player on this team now. Um, should a role player be be getting paid DP money? I don't know, um, but I think if you look at if you look at some of the other role players the Galaxy have had, I don't think it's you know too far out of the the, the norm to say that yeah, even if it's just a, a low level DP spot, you're you know, you don't have to be the superstar. Um, so I, I, I think that Alessandrini just needs some time. And, you know, Guillermo Barroscoloto has to figure out how to best use him. Maybe it's not in the position that he was in on Sunday. Maybe it's some, maybe there's something else uh, he's better suited for. And so there's going to be some time for them to, to, to have to figure that out. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes with Alessandrini. Yeah, I, I think you you finished up with what I was going to say is that if he might need to find himself, but Skeloto is going to be the guy saying, look, this is your job. This is what we need you to do. This is specifically what I'm asking you or what I'm asking of you instead of maybe a previous coach. Um, so I think, I mean, even Zatan had said it um That, you know, it's more advanced with Skeloto now. Um, obviously, Zlatan's going to know what the heck he's talking about. He's He's been coached by some of the best in the world. So um, the fact that he's saying, oh, you know, this is much more advanced. This is much more detailed. It's He's basically saying that you've got a real coach now that actually knows what he's doing. And he knows how to manage yep. the players. So yep. I, I have a... Um, he knows soccer. I, yeah, he knows soccer. <laughs> um, he, he has... Call, I mean, I have... Not just soccer, in, football. Football. Um, I have confidence uh, in Scalotto. Um, there's a reason why I, I wanted him three years ago, and, and I think we're starting to see it. And um, but yeah, I think ultimately, I think Ramon deserves our patience. I'm not ready to throw him out yet, uh, but I can see where people are questioning um, the um, the role that he's playing on this team, and, and to ship him off. I don't think that's really the case. I mean, this isn't – you're not in geo status right now. You certainly are, aren't there. Um, this is the last year of his contract, so uh, we can easily just let it run out and then 
um, not renew it or renew it uh, under uh, maybe the, the rules change at the end of the season where we can use him as a town player. Uh, who knows? Um, again, that's going to be up to the coaching staff and say, hey, does do you want this guy or do you want another guy? Do you want one of your guys? Is, you know, is he part of your plan? So um, that's going to be up to Scalotto and DDK there. But, um, but yeah, I have faith in them. So I... I I say we we be patient. This is kind of his first game, so can't really expect too much there. All right. Then we all agree. Yay. <laughs> all right, Bobby. Are, right. You ready okay, for well, my, are you ready for my final thoughts, Bobby? Okay, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh, are, are we not previewing Vancouver? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, we are. Sorry. That's why I thought I was. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Good, good. That's why I was off. I'm, I was I'm, like, wait, what? I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping the gun. All right. So we got Vancouver on Friday. Kind of a short week. Uh, you're not even, you don't even, you're not even going from Saturday to Friday. You're going from Sunday night, the last game of the week, to the first game of the week, uh, the following week. So you got short day rest. You're on the road, but you play Vancouver, which sits down at the bottom of the standings in the Western Conference just above San Jose and Portland, sitting on one point, uh, which they earned against Seattle this past week. Um, how are you guys feeling about this game? Without giving away your predictions, because the Cinnabals are here for that one, how are, how are you guys feeling about this game? What do you, what do you guys see? Bobby, you go ahead. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna just be funny and and just throw out a prediction just to fuck with Lewis. <laughs> Lock. <laughs> no, I was gonna Lock. Go, no, I was gonna go double down. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, look at I'm still hesitant. Uh, I don't know what to expect on another in 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 a you know an away game. Um, with out with everybody healthy with this team. Um, on turf, uh, Slatan said he will play, right? Um, like he, that he's like willing to play, play there. Yeah. He, said he wants to play, problem. which do, are you guys okay with that? By the way, man, I, if they took him out, I wouldn't be upset. That's just really it. Cause I, cause I'm really worried that any little thing. Yeah. Here's, David? here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, last year, the Galaxy played Zlatan Ibrahimovic $1.5 million. He was coming off a major knee injury, and they wanted to be careful with Zlatan because they were going to, you know, he wasn't <laughs> sure. He was unsure about it. And now he, we're paying enough to break his fucking leg. And and now, <laughs> it okay, so you're paying, you're, he's not a DP. You You say, okay, he's a special case. You don't play him on turf because you don't want him to get hurt. Now he's, you know, according to Zlatan, he feels good. He's fully healthy. He said the Achilles didn't bother him this week. So you're paying a guy as much money as you're paying Zlatan. Um, and you're of two minds. Do you not play him to protect him? Or do you potentially lose a game because you, you didn't you didn't use the, the best tool that's in your arsenal? Um, I think if Zlatan feels good, you play him. If he wants to play, you play him. Um, yeah, for sure. It'll be a it'll be a good test. And I mean, we get. I have to be careful with saying this. I don't want to say I'm. I'm not trying to say 
you got to get your money's worth with Zlatan because I think we do we are going to get our, our money's worth when it comes to Zlatan. But you're paying the guy a lot of money. He should be playing this game. For me, I think that this is <clears throat> this is a game that he can afford to miss. If I'm being perfectly honest, uh, not just for the risk of an injury to turf. I mean, he if bottom line is if he says he feels good, he's playing. That's the bottom line. Yeah. If he says, I want to play, he's going to play. play. Yeah. yeah. And so, and even Scarlotta said in the preseason that Zlatan is going to play on turf this season. He's not going to skip out on those games. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't change your mind once the game, you know, once that week rolls up. He is coming off an Achilles injury, of a mysterious Achilles injury. We have no idea what exactly is, is happened he, or what. Is he? Because we but, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... The, the thing is, I mean, no, no information was really given. We don't even know which Achilles it was. I mean, well, I, we have absolutely no information. I believe well, it was the one in his left wrist. There you go. Uh, <laughs> next to his next to his uterus. Exactly. Um, but if I'm Scalotto right now, I'm looking at my opponent and saying, "We can be, we can beat this this team without a slump. I don't have to risk injuring my best player when I don't have to." And here's the thing. If you're looking for that high speed, high press, everyone going 100 miles an hour type of game, you got to take Zlatan out. And let's be honest. If you put a high press and you play that type of style against Vancouver, you're going to run them over. Because that Vancouver side is not going to be able to handle the press that our midfield or even Antuna alone is going to put on them. Mm-hmm. You're going to run them over. You're going to score goals. I say you keep Zlatan. I, I say he travels. I don't say he stays here. I say yeah. he travels with the team in the event that you need a goal. If you're still like if you're still at a draw, but start with maybe you're behind, you know, no sub him in mm-hmm. late. Yeah, just don't start. If you need him, he's there. I say you pull him in like the 70th, 75th minute. And get that goal because he is a game changer. He is going to change the dynamic and and uh, the, the whole makeup of the game. Mm-hmm. I, understand I would that. even I would even say if I agree the Galaxy. The, yeah, I would. I, I actually would prefer if he comes in as a sub uh, in this game. I I even think that you use Latan as a way to kill any kind of momentum that the other team starts building up because as soon as you throw a guy like Zlatan on the field, two, three players from that other team are going to have to start paying attention to him. So that takes a few players out of the attack um, on the other side. So I think that I, I think you can use Zlatan oddly enough, instead of throwing on that extra defender, you throw on Zlatan because that's going to make the other team go, Oh crap. What? Yeah, they got to. They you have know, to. Change. Now we got to. Now we got to deal with this guy. Shift. Yeah, everything needs yeah. to shift. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that, that's what. And that's to have, basically and the, to have the, a fa- the change of the. Com- yeah, and to have like a quicker, like like Lewis was saying, to have like a quicker a quicker team on on the pitch, the beginning first half, that you could you could tire them out, you know, tire them that out, midfield, bring in Zlatan in the second half, and then there's too many guys that have to take advantage to to to, to uh, hover around Zlatan that it'll be hard to come back and forth and cover everyone, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the midfield that we have, they're going to outclass Vancouver. I mean, there's no doubt, doubt about it. Unless the Galaxy have a completely off game, where in which that I mean, nothing is working. They can't complete passes, and I mean, they just don't look like the team that we've seen 
um, in every game with the exception of maybe Dallas, you're, you should be running over and you should be controlling this midfield. Um, I know it didn't look like it, but the Galaxy had more possession than Portland. They controlled the midfield. They had 57%, yep. if, if, if I'm not mistaken. So they still completed maybe... I, I, I had the number here. But it was maybe like 70 passes less than they did against Minnesota. It just didn't seem that way because it looked a lot more fluid against Minnesota. I think you can do this with Vancouver. And the thing is, I don't think Vancouver is going to go out and look for that victory. I think they're bunkering down. I think they're going in. You know what? We need a counter. The They have more trouble with uh, the Galaxy, that is, have more trouble with transition defense than if they're already set. So I'm thinking that Vancouver is just looking for that counter. Um, I I got to figure that the Galaxy are, are going to be controlled possession. They're going to have to break down that defense, which is worse than Portland's, I, I, I think. Well, not really, because Portland's one of the highest, um, one of the worst defenses up to this point. But I, I got to figure that this is a game the Galaxy are going to go out and look for a win. And I'm not saying that this is a must-win game because in that traditional sense, it's not. Your season does not depend on this. But this is a weak opponent. It may not be a must-win game, but the Galaxy need to win this game. They need three points out of this <laughs> game. Um, I will be, personally, I will be disappointed if it's anything but a win. Mm. Um, you have a, a tough schedule coming up later on in the season in which you have like three road games in a row and you're going cross-country um, against some good opponents. You have relatively weak opposition in the first two months. You need yeah, all you, you these gotta get points. these points. Yeah. You gotta get these points. You cannot drop. I honestly will be disappointed if the galaxy do not get three points. I think the only way that I would be somewhat like, okay, is pretty much if what if they pull a Seattle. You dominate the game, goalkeeper stood on his head, or you just weren't shooting straight, where just like, dude, you deserve this game, but sometimes the ball doesn't want to go in. Um maybe then, I guess it depends on other factors and how else how, how well they played, but God, they, they, they need these three points against bottom feeders. They need it. There's no excuse to not get three points in this game. You're a much better team. Your confidence is higher. They know it too. So, um, yeah. All right, then. Well, do we have any last final thoughts? I, I, we're I here, do, guys. I, I, we're here now. Why would <laughs> why would you want to bring us down, though? Like, like you, you purposely know you're going to do this. Why? Well, because it's important. I, I, I think because this is this is important to, to say here on, on the pod. Um, Cosmo, everybody follows Cosmo, tweeted out something earlier today. Um, Galaxy family member Sonia Ramirez um, uh, unfortunately passed away last week uh, due to uh, unexpectedly uh, due to a medical emergency. Um, there's a GoFundMe on on Twitter. Uh, we retweeted it. Uh, Galaxy fam, you guys know what to do. Please go uh, support if you can, and uh, and you know show some love over to uh, Sonia and her her family and her loved ones. I'm sure they're going through a hard time. Um, so please go take a look at that and uh, and you know help help if you can. Okay. Yes, yes that was very you. important. Yeah. So, um, and, and we know that you're. Uh, 
everyone out there listening, we, we, we know the Galaxy family. I mean, they we know they we, um, we come together when something like this happens. So um, uh, all the faith in the world to the Galaxy community to uh, to help out uh, Sonia and her family in uh, this very uh, tragic time. All right, then we'll lose. Did you have one more last thing to say? Um, well, I, I, I guess I, I, I'll put this. It's, it's a little harder to, to, to say it after you know something like that. But uh, I think it was uh, earlier today or yesterday, uh, Matthew Alasana, uh, brother of Capo Supreme Andrew uh, from the LA Riot Squad, uh, tweeted out uh, a shout out to all the podcast, all the Galaxy podcasts out there who have um, pretty much. Um, have grown the community, especially in, in the Twitterverse, and brought all of the, the, the Galaxy fam together uh, through the podcasting. Um, that was a nice shout-out from him. We really appreciate that. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to know that um, we are appreciated and we're doing you know our part as far as like ambassadors to not just MLS, but especially to, to the Galaxy. I know all of us have... Um, people at work or just people that we know that you know we try to get to the games to uh to expand this community uh this galaxy community so um really oh, man, uh it's, really gotten, thoughtful to the, it's gotten to the point where we talk to people in public like we're like the mayors of the city <laughs> well, <laughs> well you know and, and 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 i'm glad you brought that up Lewis, because i think i think it ties into um you know this this uh this sense of community that that the gal like you said that the galaxy fans have had and i and i've been feeling it uh, certainly uh when when we go to the stadium um you know we go over we talk to people uh you know we mention hey you know we're we're from la as our house and you know they they perk up and and you know some people uh, uh have just sort of seen us around on twitter but don't really listen to the pod um, my hope is that one day everybody listens to all the different uh, Galaxy podcasts. Um, the one thing that I think is is really nice about our community of uh, Galaxy, I guess the, the Galaxy community is there's no real competition between, you know, the, the different um, groups in terms of like the, the, the common goal is we want to talk about the galaxy. We want to get more people excited about the galaxy and we want to bring that community help do our small part to bring that community together. So, uh, yeah, Lewis, as you said, thank you to Matt. That was, uh, that was really, um, that helps that helps, you know, especially when, when we're feeling like, you know, we're putting a lot of time and effort into, into this project. Um, seeing stuff like that really, you know, pushes me, to and and i know it pushes you lewis and and uh you know bobby nothing pushes you 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 push yourself um it 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 helps believe me more than more than you guys know yeah thanks guys thank you for the kind words all right well that's la is our house episode 152 i'm here with david and lewis oh by the way uh happy happy uh zlatan debut anniversary that that was on last sunday I, I, I love that, by the way. The fact that everyone knew about it, retweeted it, talked about it, that, that's got to be like... It, it has to be the most memorable game in Galaxy history because nobody else can remember the day to anything else. You can remember the year it happened, but a specific day? No way. That's like our, where were you when 
you know, moment. And um, yeah, I, I love the, uh, I love Twitter uh, that Sunday. It, it was, uh, it was awesome. All right, guys, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.